Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Today, you are going to learn about your Akashic Records. This is a library of you, your soul's journey, and it helps answer one of the most popular questions that we get on this platform. What is my purpose? My guest today is Anna Francesca Celestino, and she's been working with the Akashic Records. She's here to explain them to us, how we can access them, and better yet, how we can tune in to the inner wisdom. We've heard so many times that we know what we know within. And if all we do is connect into that inner guidance, then we've done our job and we are shifting the planet. Let's welcome Anna to this beautiful show. Hi, Anna. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Been looking forward to this. This is an amazing conversation. You're going to do some live readings so that we can see that process of opening the records and how we go about that. First, I'd like you to share your journey because it's your own question in your own life. What is my purpose that really led you to this, to go down in this rabbit hole where now you're helping other people understand their soul even more so? What was your awakening like? What was going on? You were in the corporate world? Yeah, you know, for me, it was never a big flash or a sudden awakening. It was a slow build, <laughs> very slow build. Um, I started in my 20s where there were just some things that got me thinking about the possibility that there were other realms and other dimensions and other um, things going on in the unseen realms. And at the time, I was I just read everything I could get my hands on, but still I was working in the corporate environment. It was, you know, I was living a sort of normal business life. And finally, um, by in my early 30s, I was working at the Walt Disney Company in uh, Los Angeles, not at the theme park, but at the, at the uh, corporate offices. And um, my job was, I got assigned hosting a um, 60th birthday party for Mickey Mouse. Internationally, it was a year-long promotion. <laughs> I had to work with, I got to work with every division of the company. So it was quite an amazing opportunity. And yet um, working in the corporate environment, by the end of the celebration, I was, I think I ended up in the hospital partway through. I was just completely drained. And I found that um, in that environment, at least in the corporation that I was working at at the time, it was never enough. You know, you, you always had to give more. It was very draining. And so, you know, as I say, by the time Mickey blew out his candles on November 18th of that year, I said, enough, there's got to be more to life than this. And I went off in search of, <laughs> in search of meaning, my purpose, and just a lot more meaning. I knew there had to be more to life than that. Yeah, had to be more meaning than that. And so then there was your journey. There was your journey where it began. And uh, that slow awakening, I guess we could call it the ease and grace way. Although it's never easy and graceful. 
um, it could be easy and graceful to awaken in that way. And so here you are working with the Akashic Records. What was it about the Akashic Records that you learned in your own life that made you want to pursue it like you are today? Yeah, well, I, you know, for me, it was a feeling. I The first time I had um, uh, an Akashic reading it was a soul profile reading. And something just lit up in me. That was that could have been an awakening moment, you know. Um, I just uh, I just resonated with the information, and I knew after that reading that I had to learn how to do this and share that with other people. It was just so helpful. I, you know, we talked about purpose. We talked about um, our our spirit guides. We talked about. Um, at that time, we were talking about soul groups and where we came from. And I look at those now as almost like archetypal um, uh, ways of looking at, um, at at our personalities. And anyway, I just resonated with all of it. And, and included in that reading also was some healing work. So we looked at different ways that we were um, sort of bound to things from the past and um, and I just, I, I love things related to um, psychology and, and I love understanding how we get bound up and how we get stuck and then how to, how to undo that, how to untie the knots that are there. And, and so I went on to study for eight years um, uh, about reading the Akashic Records. So it was beyond doing past life readings. It was really looking at <laughs> You do enough past life readings and you see all the different ways that we punish ourselves we out of guilt or um, um, we didn't, you know, we feel like we didn't do well enough saving people or things like that. And we carry that over from lifetime to lifetime and punish ourselves and limit ourselves um, and bring those patterns forward. And, you know, for me, it was just like enough already. This, the buck stops here. We've got to just put an end to these patterns. And so many times I think people, we, we've actually worked through, we've learned the lessons, but we just haven't cleared the stuff out yet. So that's one of the things that I love about this work. Yes, clearing the stuff out. We've got a whole lot of cleaning going on. And uh, it's amazing with these energies these days is that uh, there's been reports of past life memories being recalled even. So it's wonderful that you're talking about that. When we're talking about the Akashic Records, is that where you go to learn about the past lives through those Akashic Records? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I could say a few words about the way I look at the Akashic Records. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, the way that, that it works for me is that the Akashic, um, Akasha is like a, a vibrational field. Um, it's the highest frequency. Um, it contains everything that's ever been and everything that ever will be. And we sit within that field. So I, I'm in the field, you're in the field, the past is in the field, the, the possible futures are in the field, this moment is in the field. And so a lot of times when I'm talking about um, practical ways to work with the Akashic Records, it's, it's closely related to working with our intuition because what we're doing is um, when we touch into our intuition or our inner guidance or the Akashic records, what we're doing is we're putting something into that field and saying, how does it resonate with the field? So is it 
um, is this a positive response uh, or is this disrupting the field? So is if I put something into that field, is it making me stronger or is this a, a negative thing for me? So I don't, you know, we, we can change, we, have, it's, we can make up our own minds about things, but I think we feel that in our bodies. And I'm going to, you know, I have a, um, an exercise that we can do a little bit later about, um, you know, how to, how to get into that feeling. But that's what we're doing with the Akashic Records. I mean, it's like a giant library. It's like um, a cosmic Google, <laughs> you know, I mean, how much do we use Google these days to find things? Well, the Akashic Records are like, <laughs> you know, unlimited cosmic past, present, future, everything's there. And, you know, so we can look at past lives, but we can also use it in our day to day. I see. That's a really good explanation. Thank you for sharing. All right. I think, you know, um, we're going to do some readings. Is That's really the best way to see how it works and, and how we see what that energy is, like see how it resonates in the field. Wonderful. Do you Can wanna... I mention, um, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, um, I can give some examples of some ways that we can work with the records day to day, and then maybe that'll sort of um, inform some of the questions um, that we get to do the readings. Perfect. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so one of the <laughs> one of the ways is um, just day to day um, things like purchases, um, making decisions about you know should I go now or later, things like that. Because when we ask those questions, we are getting the benefit of. Um, the larger field that understands how it all fits together. Otherwise, we're just sort of best guessing. So day-to-day -day things, little simple things around the house, um, larger life decisions, you know, taking jobs, leaving jobs, being in a relationship, um, that kind of thing. Um, we can look at things related to our health. Um, if we're feeling some symptoms, we can do a little poking around of our own. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> diagnose yourself unless you're really good at reading the records, but um, but you can kind of get a feel, you know, would it be best for me to go to the doctors at this point? You know, we can do those kinds of things. Or if we've gotten some suggestions, we can check on those. Um, you can work with your pet. Um, you know, our poor pets, you know, they can't exactly tell us what's going on with them, but you can use your pendulum or muscle testing um, to find, you know, to ask questions. We want to ask yes or no questions, ask questions uh, for our pet, you know, find out, are they happy? Are they sick? Are they, you know, is it this or is it that? So with our pets, um, we can get information about people in our lives. Um, um, you know, people maybe that we work with or people that we're thinking about having a relationship with. Uh, what else? Um, understanding ourselves. We talked about um, soul purpose and that kind of thing. And then, and then, like I said, for emotional healing um, through doing the clearing work. So that gives you an idea of the field that we can tap into with the Akashic records to get, you know, information that we, that would be helpful for us. Well, it's interesting that it's um, the past, the present and the future, right? It's all things at once. So that's powerful to be able to tap into when you've got decisions to make. All right. Do you want to lead us on a little process to do that? Or do we take, do you want to take a caller? Um, yeah, let's take a caller. Yeah, let's, let's take a caller. I agree. Cause I want to see how that works and that is the best way to do it. 
So I see Linda. Linda, I am uh, allowing you to talk. I'm not really allowing you to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hi, Anna. Um, My question is this. I have a relationship um, problem between my husband and my daughter. And he was not very nice to her because of her husband. And I'd like to know whether or not that can be resolved. Good. So I'm just going to point out that one of the things Linda's doing is asking a yes or no question. So that's a really good way to go if you're, you know, doing this yourself and and want to try and get some information. So I've got my pendulum. So for Linda, we want to see she's asking if the is it the relationship between your your husband and your daughter? Yes. Yeah, if that can be re- resolved. And I get that it can. Yeah. It can. Yeah. Okay. I think your husband right. wants that. I think your daughter maybe is a little bit um reluctant. She's a little um, cautious. Um, But I think if your husband is persistent about it, um, and, you know, um, shows over time, his intentions, um, that she'll come around. Hmm. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. All right, very cool. Let's go to the next one. We're going to do William. Hi, William. You can unmute. Hello. All right. There you are. Hi. Hey. Kind of hard to hear you guys. All right. We can hear you. Very good. Okay, great. So I've had um, mostly in sleep past lives experience. I'm definitely interested in the Akashic records. And um, one of the previous life seemed to be Joseph Smith, who was killed in a prison in a second story. And when I drove by in Illinois and saw the name of the town, like I'd never heard of it before. I didn't even know Joseph Smith, but like hair stood up on my arms and I got the creepiest sensations. So I guess yes or no would be, would my possible um, past life been Joseph Smith? Yeah, I get that that information is correct. I think, you know, sometimes um, I think with the Akashic records, uh, I I talk in my coaching work about essence and form. And I think sticking with the essence of things, like if it's resonating with you, it doesn't matter if you could go back in history books and, you know, find him, find his life and all that. So I think it's a matter of, you know, if it's resonating with you and it's helpful for you to understand about that lifetime now, that's the takeaway. That's the important thing. Okay, thank you. Yeah. How does that resonate with you, William? Does that make sense? Sure, it does. So then what do we do with that? I mean, how do we incorporate that, Anna? Do you have any idea? Well, you know, checking in with with William. So, you know, what's your takeaway from that lifetime? I mean, what, you know, and hearing the story about him, how does that relate to your life now? And, you know, does it have some meaning for you? Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the thing. I think when I, like when I do past life readings for people, I'm I'm a very practical gal. I'm from Detroit, you know, we're very grounded there. 
I like these things to make sense for me now and make a difference. And so, you know, that's kind of what I do when I do readings for people. It's like we're, we're, I'm asking to find, um, when I do a reading, I ask to find the original experience in which something, a pattern started. Uh, Because I don't want to clear surface things. I want to understand where did this start? And then when we do the clearing work, we just pull that whole thing right up from the roots. We're not just getting branches or leaves. We're getting the whole pattern up. And so the stories that we find are the stories that are relevant to what's stopping us now. So hopefully, William, for you, you know, the story that you're getting is something that's useful, something that can help you move forward. Yes. Well, I feel I could go way back even to Atlantis. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, that may be that, that, you know, you could ask with, well, I could ask for, (laughs) is that pattern related? Yeah. So that pattern is related and it just keeps taking on different, you know, variations, different characters and things. Um, And the idea now is, you know, if it's, if it's um, something that's limiting, how do you stop it now? You know, can you, can you just even, you know, just understanding um, making it conscious is enough sometimes to just clear and release something. It's like, oh, I get it. And this yeah, is well, not I, I'm on Lauren's emails is how I found you guys, but I'm definitely interested in a good reading from somebody I could trust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be happy to help if I can. Okay. Well, Lauren has my email, so hopefully they can contact me. Well, and that's one of the offers I think that Lauren's got um, today that I put that I put in there was a soul profile reading. So that makes okay. it really easy for you. And it's a it's a it's a good price for that too. You're getting a discount. So very good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Yes, I just want to make a quick mention that in our Zoom chat box, you guys will find the link to access the special offer from Anna. And it's also here on this webpage. All right, check it out. We'll talk more about other items in that special offer. It's actually some lessons and ways to learn about the Akashic Records yourself. Okay, well, thank you, William. Good luck with all of that. You know, we truly are here to evolve in love. And so whatever that means, we are evolving love from to a higher perspective. Let's go to... Nonica or Nanika, Nonica, Nanika, you are able to unmute yourself. Hello. Hello. Is it Nonica? Nonica. Nonica, beautiful. Am I supposed to ask a question? (laughs) You have a question for Anna. Do I have a question? My question is actually, um, I don't know, yeah, I guess it's a question. I'm attempting to reconcile past lives into the present life. How does one go about that? Are you able to um, recall the past lives? Can you tap into that for yourself? Um, I get bits and pieces of things that come up. Uh, I'll say deja vu in that respect where why does something seem so familiar when I know I haven't approached it in this lifetime? So are the, is the reconciliation that you're trying to do, is that um, 
with um, issues that are going on for you or just um, uh, just uh, glimpses and memories? Glimpses and memories. Okay. So they, yeah. Okay. So tell me again, you're, so um, are you trying to understand them or maybe say a little bit more about what you're, about your question? Trying to figure out how they fit into this present lifetime. Okay. All right. Um, you know, most of the work that I do has to do with clearing work and releasing things that are limiting us. So if there's any of that going on, I would say the first step would be to identify um, where you feel a limitation in your life. So it could be around money or relationship, love, health, that kind of thing, and identify that issue. And then I would you know, journal and, and collect the pieces that you get from the past lives and see how they relate to that particular issue. If it's a matter of you know, um, um, just personal growth and, and raising your consciousness and your awareness and maybe what's the next step in that process for you, I think the, the memories come up for a reason. I guess that's the point. The memories come up for a reason, um, I think, um, because they're, they're connected and triggered by something in this lifetime. So I would say find out what the thing is that that um, is triggering these memories and what's that what's that about for yourself? So I think, you know, through just your own intuition and your own meditation, some journaling. Do you have health issues at all? No, not at all. OK. All right. OK, thank you. OK. Thank you, Nonika. Yes. All right. So, you know, integrating the past lives, but most primarily um, clearing out the limiting stuff. Do you have techniques you want to share with us about how we can tap into our inner guidance? That might be a good thing to do right here. Yeah, love to. Yeah. So the first thing, um, let's see. I made a list because <laughs> I don't always remember the, the procedure. I mean, I remember the procedure, but to share it with you. So, um, okay. So uh, the first thing is we wanna have some, some means for tapping into the record. So it might be a pendulum, um, it might be um, muscle testing or muscle testing, or it could be your intuition. So one way or another, we need to be able to get an answer um, to what we're doing. Then the next thing is we want to um, open a clear space. So, you know, I, I don't worry about a lot of spooky stuff or things out there. Uh, I'm not saying there isn't stuff out there, but we just want to ask for a clear space. So when I say that, when I, you know, I'll say I'm tapping into the Akashic Records in a clear space, what I'm saying is <laughs> I have all this technical lingo. No funny business. <laughs> I just don't want any funny business. I don't want anything that's not of um, light and um, truth interfering with what I'm doing. So I ask for a clear space. Um, and, then, and then you ask your question. Like I said, you want to ask questions, uh, yes or no questions, because you, that makes it easy to get an answer. Um, if you've developed your intuition, then of course you can um, get into more detail and get more background. Um, 
and yeah, the muscle testing and the, and the pendulum to, to receive the information. So um, one tip that I have is um, practice on little things. Um, use your pendulum and practice on small things. I mean, I start with, is my name Anna? Yes, is my name Ralph? No. So I'm gonna start, I'm gonna practice on little things and the more practice you get, um, the more confidence you you build up for yourself. Because when the big issues come, um, even for me, and I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, it's like you get, you know, you get your emotional realm worked up and it's hard to get a clear answer. So you wanna you want to um, uh, practice on the little things. So when the bigger stuff comes up, you're, you have more confidence around it. And so then the other um, piece of this, you know, I talked about at the beginning about how we're in this Akashic field. And so um, we probably all experienced um, a feeling in the moment, oh, this, this doesn't feel good. Or, oh, this, you know, this really feels fantastic. I was talking to Lauren earlier and she said something and I got goosebumps. Okay. So that was the response, my feeling realm telling me this is totally in alignment with, with the Akashic records and the past and the future and people and everything that's going on. It works um, positively in the field. Okay, so um, I have a couple exercises that we can do just to help you with that, um, to get a feel for the feeling. So the first one I call uh, red light, green light. And so when we feel into something, um, even when I'm using my pendulum, I, it's as much a feeling that comes through my body and my arm as it is um, the pendulum itself. So we, we want to know, is it um, a green light? You know, if I'm asking something, is it a green light? And yeah, this is great. It's in sync. Go for it. Is it a red light? You know, it's like, nope, don't go there. Or is it um, if it's an amber light, to me, it's like you need to ask more questions. Okay. Or, you know, you haven't asked enough questions yet to get the information that you're looking for. So we can do this uh, a practice thing. So um, if you want to close your eyes and just get comfortable where you are, and we're going to ask a question and uh, then go ahead and feel in your body whether you get a red light, green light, or an amber light. So the first question is, um, say your name, and is that my name? And just see how that feels. Hopefully it's a green light, okay? And then ask, is my name, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a name that, I don't know who's on the call, um, make up a name, Bob, Jacob, Carol, whatever, but a false name, put a false name in, so is my name, the false name. And feel how that feels in your body. Okay, let's do one more. So then think about um, the city that you live in. Do I live in and name the city? Feel that in your body. And then uh, pick a different city where you don't live and ask, ask that, do I live in that other city? Okay, so you can start to feel hopefully 
um, the different response that you get as you put something into that Akashic field that's true and something that's not true. And so this is, you know, kind of like a gut check. The, the more we do this and the more we work with this, the more capable we are in the moment to have an accurate response to a situation that we're in. And, um, you know, we were talking earlier about how, um, you know, there's just so much coming at us that this is <laughs> a really, really invaluable tool to develop for ourselves to be able to read what's true for us, not necessarily true for everybody, but what's true for us and what's not true. So I have one other exercise that we can do and you have to stand up for this one. And so it's, I call it the arm, arm pendulum. And so what you're gonna do is you're gonna stand up and you're gonna lean forward and just let your arm um, just hang loosely, okay? And we're gonna say positive is a circle to the right and negative is a circle to the left. And so just uh, close your eyes and we're gonna do the name game again. So just ask is my name and do a positive name and just feel that energy coming through your body, through your arm and see if it circles in a clockwise direction. And you know, it doesn't have to go from a dead stop. You can kind of, you know, let it be loose and let it start to move a little bit that way. And just feel what that feels like in your body. And then do the false name is my name, Ralph. And just feel if that goes in a counterclockwise direction and what that feels like in your body. And then we'll do one more. Let's do the city again. Do I live in and name the city? And just feel the ease that comes with a positive response. And then the false city. Okay. <clears throat> I also think of it as like, you know, <clears throat> do I feel like I'm hitting a wall? Or do I feel like the door is open? <clears throat> Excuse me. Very interesting. Yes. And I know it's different for each of us. You know, um, the mind wants to try to quantify it and say, I felt this, or it went in this direction, or I saw the green light, or I felt the red light. For me, it was almost like, I could feel, I mean, I under, I feel the feeling of the knowing. It's a knowing. And that's going to bring us to one of my questions of trust because it's a knowing. There's a knowing and there's a, that feeling right there is good. Whereas the negative, it was almost uneventful for me. It was almost like a void, like there was no reaction. So isn't that interesting? And that's all valid. But it's interesting that we tune in to that feeling because I know it now and I wasn't aware of that in that way before. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, you know, I mean, as we talked about, there's nothing to me more important right now than being able to navigate yes. our lives. Um, a really simple thing that we do in my coaching program, the shift system is 
we um, when we're creating visions, um, we, we want to create a vision from the heart um, and navigate from the heart and from the feeling realm. And so we use a really, I call it my magic word, and it's longing. You know, what am I longing for? And even just saying the word, it just puts you right in your heart. And, and so, you know, how do I, how do I navigate with the things that, that resonate with my heart, with my, you know, we talk about soul purpose and finding the things that resonate with our heart. Um, that's the important thing. And our purpose can change, but I, I almost think it's a day-to-day kind of thing. It's like, what am I longing for? I talk about using it. What am I longing for right now? That brings me right into the moment and right into my heart. What am I longing for this week? What am I longing for this year? What am I longing for in my life? And if we touch into that and we listen, we're going to hear an answer. And I, uh, years ago, I, I was writing my book and I returned to Los Angeles and um, my family's there. <laughs> Every time I go back to, to LA, I'm thinking it's a short trip. And I end up being there for years and I get sucked into a, a whole thing. And so sure enough, I had, you know, I took a job to just get me through finishing my book. And I ended up working um, in a retail shop and then I kept getting promoted. <laughs> so it's like, there's no way out. I am like so stuck in this. And, um, but I knew that this was not, that was not the life that I was meant to be living. And I knew that the change had to come from inside. I knew that this was um, an internal change. It, I wasn't going to just, you know, be able to do it on the outside. So I started a process of every week I sat down on Sunday and I asked myself, what am I longing for this week? And I just allowed myself to write down um, you know, it wasn't necessarily external things. The longings tend to be feelings. So, you know, uh, I was longing to feel more um, um, rested. I was longing to feel uh, more nourished. I was longing to feel more peace. And then I would look at my week and see, okay, well, these things are fixed, but what else can I do to help myself feel more rested or more and I talk about it as longings and callings. So there's the longing and then the calling is how do I answer that longing with the things in my life um, that I can actually do. So I, I think, you know, all of this is putting our, you know, realigning ourselves with the Akashic records, with life, um, so that we're moving in uh, on purpose with our lives. Yes, moving on purpose with our lives. There has been uh, some spiritual teachers that say that we're done with the Akashic records, mm. but I wonder if that's true. Does, uh, does, um, maybe it means that we're done with the vows in the Akashic record. What's your take on that? Because is it that simple or do we still need to do, we still need some consciousness shed on the awareness of those issues? Uh, I, I think we do. I mean, I keep, I keep working with people who, um, and myself, you know, I, I've, I'm constantly finding that there are, um, you know, we can call them vows, we can call them um, beliefs, um, uh, things like that. There's different ways to talk about, I think part of what we can do is talk about things in a different way. So if, if we're talking about 
no Akashic records, we're still in an energy field. So maybe it's not structured in the old way that we were thinking about it. Uh, to me, that's why I almost interchange our intuition with the Akashic, reading the Akashic records. It's, I do feel like it's opening more, but I do feel like there's there's still some housekeeping for each of us to do, or, you know, possibly, I can't speak for everybody, but mm-hmm. I think that there's housekeeping to do. I mean, I just see um, these old beliefs that keep us yeah. stuck, you know, and that's just, that's just housekeeping. Yes, yes. All right. It's true liberation when we do this work. It really is. Let's go to another caller. This time we're going to Deborah. Deborah, hello. You can unmute yourself. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Um, I really don't have a question. I missed the beginning. I don't know if I could just ask for some knowledge from the uh, uh, Akashic Records that would be helpful to me. Sure, let's give it a go. What do you, what's your? Great. What's up? Um, I, um, oh, just general knowledge? Yeah. Or, oh, no. <laughs> or I, I guess I could come up with a question of um, what do I need to do to become a, um, a more proficient uh, medical intuitive? Have you been studying studying that? Yes. Okay. Where do you feel like you might be lacking, um, or where's the room for growth? Probably uh, confidence, trusting okay. myself, trusting okay. the process. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just practical information. I mean, to me, it's just practice. You know, I mean, I went through that when I first started doing readings and you know, at the beginning, there's like 95% voice saying, oh my God, are you crazy? What are you doing? You know, as I'd start to, uh, I'd say, oh, I'm going to go in and get your past life reading. And, you know, 95% of me would be going, we don't know how to do this. Are you crazy? And 5% would just be like, my teacher told me when I was, when I first started doing this, she said, just start talking, just start talking. It'll be fine. And I've, I've talked, taught that in my classes over and over again. I think it's just helpful. Just go with it and trust yourself. And eventually that voice becomes 80-20 and then it becomes 70-30. And eventually, you know, it's just sort of a whisper back there, a momentary whisper and, and you get more confidence about it. But you can't get around that without practice. Okay. Do you have any general information? I know you're um, hearing... You know, that's a very broad, that's a very broad field. I, I think about the Akashic Records sort of like a big library. And unless I know what, what section of the library I'm going in, I think it's not, we wouldn't have time for that today. But if you'd like a reading, um, you know, we do, we do have that as an offer. Okay, well, uh, how about a question? Am I to be a medical intuitive? Yeah, I think so. I think if that's what you want, you're more than capable of doing it for sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We're just going to play with you here. When you ask that question, when you ask the question, should I be a medical intuitive? What do you feel in your body? Uh, Am I still unmuted? 
Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, what do I feel? When All right. I'm... So here's Deborah. Here's a way to do that. So if you would close your eyes. Okay. Uh, should you be uh, a medical intuitive? Yes. You, yes, you should be a medical intuitive. See how your body feels. Okay, and hold that. And then um, sh should I not be a medical intuitive and see how that feels in your body? Which, which answer did you get? Yes. Or maybe we should do the amber light too. Maybe you got an amber light. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, there was excitement and a body jerk on yes. There you but go. There was also some excitement around the no. So I think it was carried over. Um, uh, or it was maybe an amber light. Maybe I needed more, more, more confidence. Uh, and it might be the way that you're holding um, the, the, the term uh, medical intuitive. Maybe there's, you know, maybe there's your own way of doing it that maybe you're holding medical intuitive as how someone else does it. And maybe there's yeah. a way for you to do it that, that works for you. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. Thank you. And then in a, in a reading, you would go deeper where you could see where limitation, like if there's like um, sticky energy or nervous energy around that, that could reveal maybe being taken out of a life by living as a medical intuitive, for example, right? Living that skill. And yeah, so absolutely. There, you know, she mentioned a confidence issue. So there might be something tied to a past life around that. Yeah. A fear maybe from um, doing something in the medical field that didn't, didn't end well. <laughs> Those things happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's go. Uh, let's see. Well, I have a question in our Q and a box and it says, does Tina, well, this is interesting. <laughs> okay. Does Tina have to give, this is from Chico. Does Tina have to give me her picture and videos so I can get my Kundalini to rise? Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm getting a no. So I think there's a lot more to that story yeah. <laughs> than that. I th but I, my, my answer would be no. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, very interesting, right? Like, is that giving a, a power away, something like that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. All right, the next question is, did I, from Chico, did I command a German naval ship in World War I? Um, again, I, I work more with essence and form, and I think you were a, um, a commander in some battle somewhere. Um, yeah, I think you would have that energy. Mm-hmm. So it's not just limited to World War One. It could just be, yeah, even in other planets. Could have been, yeah. Okay, so you're tapping into the essence. I love that. Let's go to Pariana. Pariana, you can unmute yourself when you're ready and ask a question of honor. Hi. Hi. Okay, so I have had, um, I've been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age six, 
and I have since been diagnosed with five other autoimmune illnesses. Um, so needless to say, this has been a pretty challenging life for me. Um, I, I'm just very recently tapping into the fact that um, anything can be healed, even if the medical um, types would say, oh, are you kidding me? Um, yeah, so I, my, my direct question is, um, is, it, is it for me to do this now in this lifetime, to let go of these, all of the autoimmune issues? Uh, I would say that's a definite yes. I mean, as we were saying before, feel it in your body and see, but for me, that's a definite yes. I think it's been long enough. This has been going on and I think it connects somehow with, oh, I feel that in my body. I feel like it, it's a way, I don't know. I don't know if punishing yourself is the right word, but um, I'd have to look deeper and I don't want to do that right now, but you know, I think there's something there that, um, from a past life that, um, is causing you to, um, really limit, um, limit what you can do in a lifetime. And it hurts my heart. Yeah. It hurts mine too. Yeah. Uh, yeah I had that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does it, I, I don't suppose you can only tell me about my life not about my um, ancestry, correct? Um, well, I can look at, yeah, I can look at that too. Yeah, because I have a sense that um, there are threads both uh, from my Akash and also from um, genealogy ancestry. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's, you've got a, a somewhat complex um, medical situation, but I think I think autoimmune stuff, you almost kind of clump that all together into mm -hmm. a way of either punishing ourselves or defending ourselves, something like that. So if we did a reading, we could look at specifically yeah. what that might be. And um, I, I, I think there might be some genealogy, but I think most of it, if, to get the relief that you're looking for, most of it would be related to you. I would agree with that. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. Thank you, Pariyama. Good luck it's with you. It's Parjanya. Parjanya, beautiful. Parjanya. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you both. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Our next question, and it's also in the chat, but Deborah, you can unmute and ask your question. It's similar to uh, an earlier question. Hello. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking me again. Uh, you had mentioned there, there might be something in my past lives that um, would hinder my confidence. Can you check and see if that's um, true? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Can you tell me more about that or how I can... Um, uh, Clear and cancel it, I guess. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there's a way that I can tell you to do that for yourself. Um, 
was you know, persecution. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think it was. Uh, I, I think it was. I think it was um, um, work that went wrong. That's what I'm getting is work that went wrong. So whether so it was, I caused um, harm to somebody. Yeah, whether it's an experiment or um, I, I almost think it was like I think it almost seems like there were um, there was a lot riding on the work that you were doing. It could be something like a you know a vaccine or a, you know something like that. There was or a cure for something, and there was a lot riding on it, and um, and you know there were a lot of eyes on you for it and it, it didn't go well. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so you just, um, took a lot of heat and you, um, um, it, it you know, it, it, uh, publicly uh, you got embarrassed and that kind of thing. I think it just didn't go well. And, um, I think you just said your vow was like, never again, I'm not putting myself out there for this. Oh, yeah, makes yeah. sense. So, I mean, with vows, always it's, you know, forgiving yourself. You know, that's, that's how you clear it. Yeah, yeah, forgiving yourself. So, if you have a sense of what the vow might be that you made, whether it's for Deborah or anybody else, you know, if you have a sense of a vow that you made, chances are you just need to forgive yourself about it or forgive someone else. Okay, so just clear or forgive myself for making the vow that I would never help again. Yeah. Or put, you know, yeah, definitely. I think that's a good way to put it. And then, you know, I always encourage people to put a new thought in, in, in that place. So um, if the vow was, or the trigger for the vow was, you know, when you put yourself out there, bad things happen, then the thought would be when I put myself out there, it's an opportunity for good things to happen. So you want right. to, you want to put a new, a new thought in place. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Go share your gifts. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank share. you, Lauren. Thank you. Yes, I think that resonates with many of us. Um, you know, the light worker community, so often just this feeling of not wanting to be seen, that's a big thing. Caring about what other people think. And um, yeah, not you know, wanting to hide, not wanting to put ourselves out there. And that's because of this baggage, this experience that we've had in the past. Yeah. So again, just the awareness of it and then the reprogramming of it, the rewriting of it, like it's okay to put ourselves out there. That is, mm, that could be a challenge, right? To really trust that and feel that truth. What do you do about that? Well, I have, I have little tools for everything. <laughs> um, in my coaching program, um, the third step in, my, uh, in the process of transformational change is having the, the courage to act on what you know is yours to do. And so um, the questions that I used to have people ask themselves are, what's the risk for doing this? Um, and so we identify the risk. And if we know what the risk is, then we can choose, you know, um, often the thing that we fear the most is a thing that we've already created for ourselves. So, um, so asking what's at risk uh, for doing this is a good question, but lately I've been enjoying the question, what's at risk if I don't do this? 
And I would just say, go with that question. That just cuts to the chase. And, you know, for me, I, I have gone through this process of being really afraid to be seen. And, um, and I just, you know, finally, I've been doing the work around it and clearing things. And I finally just said, this is enough. I'm not, I'm not going to be held back by this anymore because the risk of um, not doing it was just like a slow death. You know, it's just like it's my world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And I just decided I'm willing to risk putting myself out there and maybe getting a chance to share something versus, um, <laughs> you know, being afraid and not doing it. So here I am. This is my third interview for, for this year already. And I'm loving it. it. You know, the chance to get out and meet people and talk with people and share things and ideas and it's the best, so. And this is an inspiration for all of us, for all of uh, those watching and listening who feel that heart call to step up and to assist others. And it feels really good when we do it. And so one foot in front of the other, we get better at it, we get stronger at it. And I guess I wanna just say, enjoy watching, enjoy witnessing what comes up, enjoy that harsh self-judgment and switch it, right? And turn it into, what is it? Non-judgmental self-reflection or non-judgmental self-observation. And I love what you shared earlier with the forgiveness piece, forgiving ourselves for taking a vow in another life or having something happen in another life. That is really an important part Self-love is always an important part of the conversation, but self-forgiveness is just as equal in that process. Yeah. I talk about shame and with shame, it's, um, I always think if I knew better, I would have done it differently. I just didn't know, you know? So, okay, I forgive myself. I didn't know, but I learned from it and I grew so I can forgive myself. Yeah. And that is how we evolve love. That is how we evolve love. Here's a question from Randy. Hello, Randy. He asks, can you speak to how we recognize our innate and where you recognize the difference or distinct aspects? Okay, I need that, that question filled out a little bit more. Yes, it's a little vague. So what is this, our innate gifts? Randy, I'm going to come unmute you. Hold on, I'm gonna allow you to unmute yourself. <laughs> Say hi. We'll give you a quick moment to catch up with us if we ambushed you. And in the meantime, Randy, I'm going, Randy, you can uh, unmute yourself when you're ready. Let's go to another caller. We're gonna to go to Pippa. So Pippa, you too can unmute yourself when you're ready. All right. And I'll do one more just for grins. Sava. <laughs> Hello, Sava. You have a question for Anna. Hello, I do. Uh, I've had a soul profile reading right. and I have a ton of mystery schools that I've been a part of um, in past lives. And I'm wondering if the, well, how do I 
ask the questions to activate that mystery school knowledge? Um, I get the yes or no's, but um, how do you dive deeper into the records when you don't have a yes or no question to ask? I almost think with the um, with accessing that um, past the information that we've gained in the past from the mystery schools, um, something that I suggest is um, do a ceremony, do a ceremony, and mm. um, um, and ask that the that the um, information that you learned um, um, that that be um, reignited in your life uh, now. Um, you might name the mystery schools that have been identified for you and um, just that you're open and, you know, welcome that information. Okay. Um, how do you make sense after giving a soul profile reading of something, or is it really up to the person to interpret in terms of my archangel is Raphael and I, um, I'm from Arcturus and, you know, what do you do with that information once you discover it? Um, are you saying as a, as a reader, how, um, how do I work with the person to, with that information or? Yeah. If you were to discover that, what would be, I kind of just got the profile reading and then that was it. So how would you progress that information? What do you take? What do you make of it? Um, well, the Archangel realm, um, it's the soul profile reading that you had sounds very familiar to the work that I do. And so the, in, in my work, the um, archangel realms, we talk about um, that each of us aligns with one of those archangel realms um, to, to identify our soul purpose. So we work with, say for me, I work with archangel Raphael and that's um, healing energy, you know, so that's the focus of my work. And then I kind of took on a second, um, with Archangel Gabriel um, for teaching. And so I'm teaching, <laughs> I'm teaching healing work now. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's up for interpretation. Um, did you, was there a particular thing in your reading that you weren't sure how to integrate or? Well, I did also get the um, Archangel Raphael. I am working on starting a new business for myself. I'm kind of lacking in confidence, but I did pick up tools just now when someone was asking about their confidence and feeling like, yeah, I just need the practice and to make space on my calendar to get doing it. But there's been something inside me that kind of um, has a hesitation around launching this new identity and feeling like it's not entirely complete. So I'm seeking greater information to kind of, okay, so I do astrology readings and um, I can access the records what do I do with my healing capacity? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and feeling confident in my identity. Well, you know, and I think, I think sometimes that just evolves as you go along, you know, um, I, I think it's a process, I think, because you're mm -hmm. creating something that's unique to you. So you know, I think we start out and we see these other examples of other of another kind of, you know, someone else doing the work and we try and fit ourselves into that. But over time, it sounds like you've got some wonderful tools. I would just keep doing it and seeing, you know, how it changes and how it evolves and where that leads you. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. what I'm picking up is there's no reason for you not to be um, confident in what you're doing. I feel like you've 
you know, you're good at what you do. So um, don't hold back. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. Don't hold back. Maybe it is just a little bit of the jitters, you know, we just kind of get jittery and feeling that energy, you know, and just overcoming it and not thinking too much about it and just trying to program the positive aspects of it, the positive and just anchor that, you know, that's the affirmations that come into play. But again, if that's in our Akashic record and it's there, it's in our subconscious, it's gonna be hard to bring those affirmations into fruition or manifestation because of that belief system that's there. So I find that this is a really great tool to look at uh, the belief systems and really just let them go and open them up to all of that. So thank you for it. I wanted to give you a moment now to talk about ways that people can work with you, those who want to learn more about the Akash into their own records, into their own wisdom, then you've got some tools for them, personal readings, and also a course that they can take on their own. Tell us about that, please. Yeah, um, well, to Sava's point, you know, I my work I started out doing readings and working with the Akashic records. And then over time, um, my, my work just sort of morphed into coaching and I was doing that. And then just recently, um, some, some of my students who have been around for, I don't know, 15 years or something said, you know, we want to learn more about the Akashic records. And, um, and we haven't, we haven't found, um, you know, the kind of work that you did with us and, you know, what you teach it. So it's, I guess my, to my point that things evolve and you, you know, if you get the yes to go with it, cause I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know if I can start this up again, but then I started working with it. I got a yes, you, you know, go for it. And I've enjoyed it so much. And I'm really glad that I'm doing this again. So um, I've got a, um, a, a video course on the Akashic records. Um, it's actually four courses in one. One of them is tapping into the Akashic Records, so it gives you all the basics, everything you need to know about um, setting your intention and setting the space and working with the pendulum or muscle testing. So there's tapping in is one of the courses. And then there's um, the soul profile, which uh, includes um, looking at your soul purpose with the archangel realms and then also um, working with your spirit guides. So sometimes we need to do a refresh on our spirit guides. Um, and sometimes we have just the right ones. Sometimes um, we don't have any for some reason. So this gives you a nine step process to check on your guides, to connect with them, to decide if some need to go, if some need to be replaced. So it's a whole little system, nine step thing that's easy to follow um, to, to work with your spirit guide. So that's a soul profile course. And then um, there's also um, a course on relationships. So, I mean, one of the questions I get from people a lot is who is this person in my life or you know, is this my soulmate or why am I in this family? And so I actually worked out a, a system for you to go in and check and see. Um, I give you a list of things to check. Um, are they this or that or the other thing? So if you want to understand a relationship with someone and then um, if then there's some clearing work that's included in that as well, if something needs to change. But the last course is really the one um, that I think is the most important. And that's my all purpose clearing. And as I said earlier, I studied the Akashic Records for eight years, and 
we um, we did we studied clearings, all kinds of clearings, guilt and shame, and just uh, uh, I'm literally I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of clearings that we that we studied to to release these patterns. And I've taken all of that and um, and boiled it down to one clearing that covers a ton of stuff. So if you're wanting to um, release those vows, if you're wanting to release stuff from the past life, you don't have to be able to read past lives to do it, um, but it gives you, you'll clear um, spells, packs, bindings, curses, vows, um, limiting thought forms, um, just a bunch of stuff that's, again, simple to use, but um, um, very powerful, very effective to uh, release stuff from the past. So um, that's the that's the course and um, it's all videos. You can do it at your own pace. And the fun thing about it is that we meet once a month. Um, people who have taken the course or signed up for the course, we meet once a month for a live Q&A and people, you know, check in and say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. And we talk about, you know, I direct them to which tools in the course they can use to, to um, help them with what's going on. Our group is meeting this coming Saturday, the 19th of February. And then, so that's the do-it-yourself version. Um, and, and also I'll mention if, um, you're, um, if, you're, uh, if you do readings for other people, uh, I really think that there'll be some um, additional readings in there that you might not have found in other places that you can add to um, the things that you offer. So there's the benefit of that. And then if you don't feel like doing it yourself and you want some, want some help, um, the other uh, offer is a, a soul profile reading with me. And we'll look at um, past lives. We'll look at soul groups. We'll look at um, your guides, uh, all the stuff that I mentioned in the, in the course. And then I'll also look at um, some deeper clearing work for you. Beautiful, really wonderful. And uh, it's kind of exciting to do this work. I know it kind of feels weird, but uh, I don't know, just you have me thinking about like, even in some relationships, it's, it's just so wild, like how you can just meet someone, not really know them or anything about them, but you can feel something. That's definitely past life, is it not? I would say, yeah. And the thing about that, though, is that sometimes we meet somebody and go, God, they feel so familiar. You want to be sure that it was a positive experience that you had with them and not a negative experience. Because I had people say, but they feel so familiar. But the lifetime that they had was not a really a good one. Don't repeat that again. Oh, don't repeat it. And so then it comes into trust. And so like in a lifetime, maybe someone was a different, played a different role. Um, and it, it really, it just goes into trusting, I guess I I'm kind of feeding, feeling into what I'm trying to express and then realizing, oh, okay. I just have to trust what I get. Can you talk a little bit about trusting what we get? Yeah, I, I think it's one of the hardest things to do. And it's certainly a, a question that comes up a lot when people are working with their intuition or their guidance, it's like, how do I know if this is me or if this is something more or, but honestly, I don't know. Again, you know, like I said, I'm a very practical person and I think, you know, discipline plays a, a really important part in um, all of this work. And that's, you know, when I get something and I feel like it's true, 
And I, you know, I get that read in my body to have the discipline to follow through on it. Mm. Um, because that's the only way that we're going to find out if, um, or develop our, our confidence in what we're doing. Um, and, and yes. I think a lot of times we question it or we doubt it. And then later we go, oh gosh, why didn't I listen to myself? I should have known. But, you know, the only way to get past that is to, you know, practice. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's a shortcut around it, honestly. I, I, at least I haven't found an answer to that other than just, again, practice on the little things that don't have a big consequence in your life. You know, like a meeting time. I, I, the other day, you know, I, my neighbor wanted to get together and um, and the times kept changing and I just felt like, you know, my gut was, this isn't a good time. You know, what she's proposing isn't a good time to do it, but I was tired and I just thought it's easier to just go along with it. And it ended up being a mess. You know, it just didn't work out. And, you know, that was one time for me where I was like, why didn't I just listen to myself and say, let's reschedule, you know, but the little things we can just test on little things, practice. Yes. Yes, practice and not override your intuition or override our higher self. You know, we're here tuning in and tapping into our higher self, that wisdom within, but let's not override that wisdom, right? Yeah, yeah, and deny it, you know. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty because we've got crystal clear glasses in hindsight and we can see exactly where we should not have overrode our intuition or our higher self message. And that's what makes us stronger at what we do. So we're gonna get better at this. And my goodness, what a past few couple of years to really put the training into action, right? Really putting this into action. Like, does that make me feel good? Does that conversation make me feel good? Does that piece of news make me feel good? This is how we can read between the lines in all of it. And that's really important. That's our wisdom and our, our inner guidance that we are here to connect in with deeply. So thank you. You're a wonderful teacher, a wonderful guide for those who wanna tune in and tap in to that inner wisdom and guidance through the Akashic records. The skills and the teachings that you offer are comprehensive in that way. And I want to say one more time, the link for your special offer, the course and a personal reading is available right here on this webpage. We invite everyone to check it out. So thank you everyone for joining us. Anna, I want to give you a moment to say last comments as we say goodbye. Thank you. Well, first of all, I've really enjoyed the time with you. I could listen to your voice all day. <laughs> have such a beautiful voice. It's very soothing and calming. And so uh, thank you for that. And then, you know, the only other thing I want to say is don't be afraid to, to everybody who's here. Don't be afraid to share your gifts. I mean, that's the, that's at the deepest, truest part of yourself is those gifts wanting to come out. So trust that, you know, trust that, that that's what you came in for and that's what you're here to do. And the world needs, needs that. So please share your gifts. Yay, share your gifts and it's whatever makes your heart sing. And you know, if it doesn't make your heart sing, 
it's not going to make you sing. <laughs> so don't go down that route. Just follow what makes your heart sing. Thank you, Anna. Thank you for being here. This has been a wonderful time today. Namaste. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.